the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up his name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. I want you to take your Bibles today and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, okay? The first half or rest of this chapter, he says this. He speaks to the degree to which he himself, Paul, sacrificed in order for them to hear the gospel. He's been talking in chapter 5 about every one of us will pass in this life to the next. We're all just one heartbeat away from standing before an almighty God. Therefore, we need to spend our time serving as Christ ambassadors and trying to point people to Jesus Christ. And when he comes to chapter 6, he just wants them to know, write this down, he wants you to know that he practices what he preaches. He's not just telling them to do this. He has spent his life trying to point people to Jesus Christ. I want you to just look at this list. We're not going to dig into this. I just want to read through it quickly. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 4. He says these words, in great endurance, in troubles, these are all the things he's been through, just so they can hear the gospel, in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships, and distresses, in beatings, plural, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, hunger, impurity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and sincere love, verse 7, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying yet we've, we live on, beaten yet we're, we've not yet been killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing yet possessing everything. And if you go down to verse 13, he says, as a fair exchange, I speak as to my children, open wide your hearts. In other words, he's saying, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm telling you everything I've done in my life just to give people a chance to hear the gospel. And then he says, I want you to do the same. I want you to open up your heart and get on board with being Christ ambassadors and being involved in the ministry of reconciliation. Amen? Amen. I look at that list and I have to ask myself, have I gone through any of that, those things to help people know Christ? When I read through the first part of that chapter, what it says to me, and I look at all that Paul did, it says to me, Dudley, you need to step up your game. And I think some of you need to get in the game and start having a burden to reach the lost people of this city, to do whatever we can to help people find Christ. 
Paul went through hardships in verse 4. He went through beatings and imprisonments in verse 5. He went without food. He went through sleepless nights. He owned nothing of worth as far as material possessions were concerned, according to verse 10. He literally gave his life so that others would have a chance simply to hear the gospel. And we should do the same. Amen? Now we come to the second half, which is the crux of chapter 6. I want you to write this down. He spends the last part of chapter 6 detailing the importance of striving and maintaining a holy and chaste life. I trust that most of you know that we serve a holy God. And I trust that you know that as Christians, we've been called to be holy people. The problem is, we got out of the world, and we're trying to live for God, but inside of us, the Bible explains this, that inside of us, there's this battle that rages between the flesh and the spirit. So wherever we go, we have this battle, but not to mention the fact that wherever we go, when we live here in L.A., it looks like culture as a whole is trying to drag all of us who believe in Christ, culture, the peer pressure, is trying to drag all of us away from the things of God. Now, you know that Los Angeles is not a holy place. How many of you know that? But this is where we live. We live in the midst of a very unholy city. I want you to say the name Corinth. Corinth was a large city. It was a wealthy city. It was a touristy city. I want you to thank Las Vegas. I want you to write this down. Philippi was known for its compassion. Ephesus was known for its commitment. But the city of Corinth was known for its carnality. And Paul is writing these words to the church living in a very carnal city. And he says these words in verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. And then he asks four questions. Question number one. For what do righteousness and wickedness, what do those two things have in common? Obvious answer, nothing. So then he asks, what fellowship can light have with darkness? What do they have in common? Obvious answer, nothing. He then says in verse 15, what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Belial is another word for Satan. What do they have in common, Christ and Satan? Obvious answer is nothing. And then he asked this question. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Obvious answer, nothing. And what he is saying is that the nature of a Christian, the pure nature of a Christian, the holiness of a Christian... And the pollution of a pagan were never intended to run together with the same harness. Because when you become a Christian, God actually calls you out of the world. And the principle 
of being separate from the world has been a prevalent teaching in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. We've been called to be saints. And the word saint means to be set apart. We've been called out. Christian, by definition, are the called out ones from this world. And we've been set apart to serve God and to do the will of God here on this earth. Here's the difficult part. Most of us do not realize how worldly we are, including the pastor. If you live in this world, the world is constantly rubbing off on you, whether you realize it or not. It'd be like you wearing a white shirt and going to your favorite barbecue place and eating a full slab of ribs. I guarantee you when you're done eating that slab of rib, you're going to have barbecue sauce on that white shirt. It's the nature of the world to corrupt that which is good. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good what? Character. And what that means is this. Here's a guy that's on fire for God, and here's a guy who's just living in the world. And the two of you are going to go out, and you're just going to chill. You as a believer, if you just go hang out with an unbeliever, that unbeliever is going to corrupt your good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, it's not supposed to be that way. Because what we want is we want when the Christian spends time with the non-Christian that we're hoping that we rub off on them. Now, that will happen if you're intentional. But the problem is, most of us run around with the world, there's no thought in our head about trying to reach that person. So we just go around, we just, we're, again, we're just chilling like villains, just hanging out with them. And if, you, if that's all you do, then you're in trouble. But if you meet someone and you're spending time with them, and every word and every thought is, I wonder what I can say, and I wonder what I can do, to meet this person or spend time with this person, to draw them into the kingdom of God and teach them the things of God, then you'll begin to influence them. The problem with most Christians today, you can't tell them apart from people who are not Christians. They just look the same, act the same, talk the same, go the same places, dress the same, everything's the same. We are carnal Christians Oh, but we believe in God. But I really can't tell much difference between half of us and know the guy across the street lives from my house that's unsaved. Because we have one foot in the church and we have one foot in the world. We'll go to the club on Friday night. And then you show up at church on Sunday. And you act like that's normal. It's exactly what he's talking about here. We take holy communion. And then we post a picture with us drinking a vodka. We say a prayer in church and curse before we get out of the parking lot. I guess what Paul is saying here is you can't walk with God and run with the devil. If you play in the mud, you're going to get dirty. (laughs) 
Don't be in lockstep with the world. We are to be polar opposites. Don't miss the point. We're to be polar opposites in the world. Write this down. The church is not in the business of conforming to the world. The church is in the business of transforming the world. The Bible says these words in Ephesians 5 verse 3, Among you, among you, there must not even be a hint, not even a pinch, not even a drop of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are all improper for God's holy people. You say, well, pastor, will those things send me to hell? I didn't say those things were going to send you to hell. What I said is there should be a noticeable difference when you look at the life of a Christian, where they go, what they say, what they do, how they act, how they think. There should be a noticeable difference between how a Christian acts and how a non-Christian acts. Is this revelation that every person needs to get this. You need to understand this. That God lives inside of your earthly temple. I I know you're worried about the last point. What did I say? What did he say? I'm in trouble. Don't don't worry about point two. Just get point three. If you get point three down, point two takes care of itself. And point three is that a holy God lives inside of you. Verse 16, Paul says, For what agreement? Is there between the temple of God and any kind of idol? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and I will walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. A temple, write this down. No one just goes and builds a temple. Every temple is built, devoted for a special purpose. And your earthly body, your heart, your brain, your hands, your feet, your skin, your body is a temple devoted for a special purpose. And that purpose is to house the spirit of the living God. For what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? There shouldn't be any. An idol is not just a wooden carving. An idol is anything that you give your time and your resource and your affections towards. Do you know what? Do you know what America's number one idol is? Write this down. America's number one idol is self. That's the number one idol in America. We are the temple, not of self. We are the temple of the living God. The Great Commission is not to go into all the world and make yourself as comfortable as possible, pampering yourself, building your little life around your little self, and give little or no thought to God other than, of course, what He can do for you. As believers, we've been called to live this life in relationship with God, knowing that this body is the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will live with them, and I will walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And the solution of this problem, I want you to write this down, 
is just to imagine God wherever you go, whatever you're doing, just picture God right there with you. You've got to keep that in mind. The next time you're deciding what you're going to do on a Friday night, just realize that Jesus is there with you. When you're trying to decide what you're going to watch on Netflix or the Internet, just know that Jesus is sitting right there with you. Before you post that photograph on your social media site, when you push, in fact, just let Jesus push the post. Just let him push the post or the send button. Did Jesus post that? When you go out and have dinner and you're eating there, just pull up a chair. And your friends will go, Who's, what's that chair for? Uh, Jesus is here. I get so tired of people cussing in front of me, and here's what they cuss. They go, oh, sorry, Pastor. (laughs) You don't say sorry to anybody else. What do you say sorry to me for? Oh, there's a pastor. (laughs) Who cares? You need to be apologizing to Jesus. Jesus is there. This is his. I want you to say the word his. This is his invitation. It's for you to be in right relationship with your heavenly father. Have you ever dated someone or been married to someone and one day you woke up and you realized they're not the person you thought they were? Because... They're out fooling around with someone else. And when you got involved in that relationship with this person, you you thought it was just the two of you. You remember how you felt when you felt you had been betrayed by the one who had committed themselves to you? You need to understand something, that we are in a covenant relationship with the Holy God as Christians You enter in to a holy covenant with an almighty God. Don't be that person that you get upset with when someone is unfaithful to you, and yet it's okay that you are unfaithful to God. Imagine how he feels when he sent Jesus to die on a cross just to have a relationship with you. And then all we do is we flirt with the things of the world, and we chase the things of the world. And God says, I'm a holy God. And I'm here to walk with you and to live with you and to be your God and and, and to be with you. And all we do is chase the things of the world. Don't, Don't be that person. You know I have some pet peeves. My brother and I, he's the pastor up in in Fresno. We talk about this stuff. And one of the things that just drives us both crazy are people who go to our churches who all the time they post pictures of them drinking alcohol. And some people, it's like every other day. This is me with this alcohol. And this is me with this. What are you saying? What, 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 are, you, what are you really portraying there? My question is, why, why do you have to post a picture of this? Christian people, why don't I ever see you posting a picture? Hey, this is me and my Bible. 
This is me at the baptistry over here with my friend that I led to the Lord this week. This is them getting baptized into Christ. Instead, this is me and my Budweiser, me and my vodka, my martini. I, I, I just don't know what you're thinking. Why, why, why is this who you are? The Bible says in these words in verse 17, Jesus said, Therefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. And then he says, don't even, he doesn't say don't participate. He says, don't even touch something that is unclean. He says, you live like that, I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and you will be my daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. There's only one bridge between the world and the kingdom of God, and the bridge is Jesus Christ. Here's the world. Here's the kingdom of God. There is only one bridge, one way to get out of that world and to get into the kingdom of God. You've got to go through Jesus Christ. But once you cross over that bridge, you got to live like Christ would want you to live. You can't have one foot here. I'm going to keep one foot over there. You're either in or you're out. Go back here six days a week. Come back here on Sunday. You can't take your heart and cut your heart in half. And I'm going to take half my heart and I'm going to leave it in the world. And I'm going to give Jesus half my heart. No. you got to give him all of your heart. Write this down quickly. In word, in thought, in deed, you honor God as a holy Father. It's just everything you think, everything you do, every place you go, you ask yourself this question. The words that come out of your mouth, you just ask this question. Does this honor God as a holy Father? And if it doesn't bring honor to God, then don't do it. And write this down. This is the Bible verse. Some of, I can see it on your face. Some of you are mad at me. <laughs> the Bible says, may your whole spirit, your whole soul, your entire body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. 
It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.